Hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 23. We have the pleasure of getting Brent Savo Sardero, which I practiced three times before this, <laughs> trying to get it right. Um, the president of Built by Bespoke is a custom home builder, um, just a just stand-up guy, great guy. Um, we're happy to have him on the show today, Guest Life Podcast. Brent, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel very honored. Uh, again, guys, we're uh, we're doing this podcast to kind of showcase some great talent. Um, obviously, tell a story, get in deep, and and really ask the question about you know why not me and why not now? Um, as entrepreneurs in, in a space where there's so much talent, but so much so much to do and so much to take on, um, being able to have people like Brent uh, come on the show is just, is just a huge honor. So today we're going to talk a little bit about. How we got started, I mean, I, I picked his brain, you know, enough times. So, uh, you know, how, how do you kind of get out of what is the norm? And also, you know, how do you, how do you stand out in, a, in an industry that kind of is, is rapidly changing, which we're going to talk about today with the challenges with, uh, with construction materials as well as um, some of the costs going up. And then also, like, you know, relationships, but being unique. And I think uh, right. one thing built by Bespoke, which Brent's going to get into a little bit of detail <laughs> on how he uh, how he came up with the name. Um, so yeah, Brent, let's get started. Yeah, so built by Bespoke, uh, it's our uh, development uh, slash building company, and uh, it uh, it was born primarily through passion. Um, uh, as a little kid, I've always wanted to be uh, a builder. It was just really far fetched to me. It was like almost like being like an astronaut. It was just out of my league. Uh, so even just the way I grew up was very simple upbringing. Uh, um, just, uh, you know, uh, my parents Italian, uh, being immigrants, it's just, you know, the way that I grew up was, uh, very hands-on. So like I was always involved with, you know, putting fences up, uh, you know, building sheds, always, you know, doing little renovations around the house. So I always had sort of this natural knack for, you know, getting my hands dirty, getting involved in a little bit of ideas design and it trickled all the way through to you know just tinkering in every sort of as facet in my life i was just always had this sort of design uh, mentality of trying different things um but again it, that overbearing just sort of feeling of you know seeing you know subdivisions going up and and seeing these other developers was just something that uh, just wasn't in store for me so um what my parents did teach me uh with my upbringing was uh was hard work uh, and so I had to choose uh, a design uh, or a path, and, uh, and that path was technology because it uh, has a little bit of uh, design. Completely uh, opposite of construction. Completely opposite, <laughs> yeah. So, so I went to school for, uh, for, for computers, and in that it was just the technology field, and uh, I, I was employed uh, for about 15 years in that field, and uh, I, I was comfortable, uh, and it was great. I learned a lot, leveraged technology to streamline processes, uh, use my design background to, you know, create interfaces, create websites, uh, you know, design things for people on the side. Uh, and it was fun. Um, uh, didn't they call you, you, you failed to mention, they used to call me Axeman, I think. Axeman? <laughs> Axeman, when he used to go into different departments and, and axe positions because he'd come, <laughs> up, come up with a new process. Well, that's not really how cutthroat, but, but basically, yeah, so what they used to do was, uh, uh, um, uh, so I had a, a really broad knowledge of, uh, of software solutions, a uh, little bit of programming, uh, and, and just uh, 
just being really sort of smart in how we are leveraging the software that we're using right now. And so they would plant me into different departments. Uh, and what I would do was learn the processes. Uh, and then after learning the processes, I would, uh, I would almost, we would have a big meeting and, and I would state what I think uh, would improve the processes. And quite often what it would turn out to be was, you know, less required staff or maybe the staff that were overworked uh, had a little bit of easier time. And it trickled right through. It wasn't just the processes itself, but it's how we document the processes. So it was, it was, really, uh, uh, it was really broad in how I was able to help the departments. Uh, but it is that background, uh, even though you think it's like a big disconnect from construction to, uh, you know, this computer guy, uh, I think it's what construction has been missing all these years. And so if you have someone with a strong technical uh, or background, such as uh, me, it sort of is that missing piece that I was able to bring in to breathe, you know, a little bit more new life uh, uh, and organization into the industry. Yeah. yeah. And like... Guys, I've been, I've been, you know, had the very fortunate to have the pleasure to go on uh, on some of Brent's sites, and and you see it in the detail. Um, again, you guys, you know, will be sharing his his Instagram, and you'll see kind of the difference between him and not just the the average builder, but but the high end builder, um, and bringing those processes in and really fine tuning kind of the the development of how a site goes to finished product to customer experience. Um, and you can tell that, and I think bringing those elements in just really kind of ties it all together. Right. So you would think like tech development into building homes, you know, hard work, force, forceful labor, <laughs> you know, that's what I think, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a beauty to it. So tell us a little bit about how you, you came up with built by bespoke. Yeah. So the name bespoke, uh, actually is one of my mentors, uh, and partner, uh, uh, came up with the term, and the term bespoke is a term that was used uh, uh, quite often uh, for tailors. So if you uh, were getting a suit specifically made for you, it would be called a bespoke suit, tailored, cut, and sewn specifically for your body. And so I, I thought of taking that term uh, and bring it into the construction uh, uh, world. I thought it was like a neat little play on sort of the word custom, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm quite, uh, quite proud of it, but I often get asked like, what's bespoke? Is that your last name? Uh, because it's often, you know, used, uh, in the industry, you just kind of use your last name and run with it. Yeah. We always, we always make the joke, like, you know, obviously my last name's guest, but if I took my mom's maiden name, Eisenberg, <laughs> I probably wouldn't, yeah, probably Eisenberg. wouldn't get that many calls. Eisenberg, Eisenberg plumbing. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, who? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I was fortunate with guests, but you know, sometimes you, you don't think about it too much in terms of how important a brand and a name is. Right. And I love the, you know, again, I, I knowing the meaning behind something and, and, you know, watching the passion, um, and I'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but you know, his passion for the small details by how the homeowner will experience the home, I find is so unique. So how how does that journey happen for you when it comes to, you know, getting into the dealing with the homeowners or, or just saying, you know what, I would live here. What would I want to do? Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I really obsess over, uh, the details of the home. I think probably maybe a little bit too much. Uh, uh, you know, if we talk about, uh, we're talking about like layout and how homeowners yeah. use the home. Yeah. So the way our company works is we are involved from the onset. 
And so it's important to know what the client is looking for uh, from a house. Do they have a large family? Uh, you know, are they really outdoor people? Um, you know, uh, you know, what amenities you want in the house? Because unlike the past, uh, you know, what you would look for in a house is, you know, how many kids do I have? How many bedrooms does this house has? Like, th does this house have? Uh, and so homes are becoming very unique, tailored to the specific person. Um, and so uh, taking that into account, it's, it's, it's important to listen to the client's needs and sort of putting that in, using our experience with the homes that we've built and putting that into design. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's a sort of, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a process that requires uh, a lot of um, a lot of attention uh, is because quite often when you're designing for somebody, uh, it is their home, it is their dream home. Um, and, and telling them that, you know, what they're looking for sometimes isn't the best fit or probably not the smartest idea in terms of like the over considering all the other details. And so uh, we're lucky and fortunate enough that, uh, you know, people before they uh, uh, come see us, they see our portfolio. They've been following us for for a while, uh, and they their their styles align with ours. And so, what we see, what we're seeing now more and more as we have more uh, years' experience under our belt, is the clients that do come forward. It's such a seamless and easy uh, sort of design process. Um, and and again, just just to again just touch upon the 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 experience um, is because we've lived and breathed. The, the homes ourselves we've designed them we've lived in some of them yeah and so like you could take something like as simple as a kitchen like we've built some kitchens we've built bigger ones and you automatically think oh wait an even bigger one is better well there is actually a point to having a, a really super large kitchen because something as easy as making breakfast is a daunting task you're walking everywhere so it's sort of uh really thoughtfully placing the appliances and thoughtfully putting uh, uh, certain elements of the kitchen where they need to be within quick access. Uh, so, so yes, it's, it's a little bit of a balancing act, figuring out what the client needs uh, and, and also using our experience to, to get a home that's like really well thought out. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a great point when it comes to like understanding a, certain people and what their needs are you know like if you go to my house it's it's built for me parties um and and it's it's unique right like i always uh when we were doing this office i remember you know a couple times we i think we changed the layout like four or five times and a lot of it ended up being because we became more thoughtful of actually the use of the space not the look of the space um how are we going to use it yeah and, and like yeah, it changes as it develops. You know, do you have more clothes or do you need a little closet to keep shit away from? And uh, yeah, just like you said with the kitchen, it's, it's something that I would have never thought of, but like putting the microwave under the under the sink counter, yeah. right? Do you use or do you use a microwave in your house? Right. Some people don't. A lot of people do. So, you know, is that something that you're going to want on the counter every day? So it's going to be an eyesore or are you going to bring it out when needed out of the cupboard kind of thing? And I think it, it's so unique and you know, uh, us being in the industry of, you know, plumbing and heating, uh, you know, we talk about how much time is spent in a bathroom. How many showers do you take? <laughs> right? Like, you know, we, yeah. we, we always get a little bit frustrated with some of our clients when they're, you know, picking out this tile and they want this look to be so beautiful. This fucking, this wall that they need, like, just has to be like that. Or this fireplace is like, 
yeah, man, like, what's your shower head going to look like? Yeah. Like, it's going to hit you with water on a daily basis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How is your experience going to be? So tell us a little bit about, just because I, I, I noticed it on your Instagram the other day, which I thought was just absolutely rock star, which is um, the sound cavities for your speaker. <laughs> oh, God. And, th- and th- yeah. this is where, this is why, just just for like, you know, there's a lot of people that come on here and, and it's it's awesome to get everyone's unique details, and it's not one better than the other. It's you know, client experience is obviously huge, and you know, we don't bring people on the show that, that aren't capable. But for for one of the some some of the little things, like I was so impressed with that, the minor <laughs> minor detail that's so big. Yeah, uh, you know, I try my best to post uh, pretty regularly uh, on Instagram stories. For those of you who follow me, uh, you know, but. Uh, but sometimes I'll post the, the the littlest thing, just like you had mentioned, the, the in-ceiling speakers and how we sort of enclose them for better sound. And I'll have such a huge influx of questions and, peop- uh, and people saying like, wow, what a smart idea. And so I, I, I just keep posting these these little details that we, that we put in place. But just to explain, uh, and I'll give you a little bit of background, I think we've all been in high school uh, uh, at, uh, you know, in our earlier uh, ages and... Um, You've probably yourself were the guy with that subwoofer in your oh, in your fuck. trunk, or oh, yeah. you knew somebody that did. And so, enclosing speakers in a sealed sort of box just makes a speaker come alive. You get more bass; it's a fuller sound. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people want uh, the speakers, you know, off the counters. They want them in the ceilings where you don't see them. They're sort of hidden away, uh, but they also they they often sound like crap. And so. I just took what my knowledge was back in high school and I applied it to, to home building. And it's, it's something that takes 10 minutes and I've proven already. It's like a huge, uh, uh, improvement on, on sound. And we do that in all the houses that we do, but I think, I think it's great, man. It's, it's attention to detail. And also like you have the balls to show it, right? Not a lot of people want to talk about, you know, what the house looks like at construction stage because they don't want to be called out for mistakes or, or, you know, an error or or judged. Yeah. Right. We know how that works with social media and and being judged and putting yourself out there at those stages in a, in a build, I think is so, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's, it's, it, it yeah. shows your character and also how proud you are of the actual quality you put yeah. in homes. But, you know, it goes both ways, like where we're exposing ourselves. Uh, and I bet you, you know, we probably have uh, people working for the municipalities looking at what we're doing. We're all above board, so I have no uh, problem sharing. Um, but we have been in cases where people have given us, uh, uh, you know, other builders or people in the industry have given us some tips and we've used that. So, you know, social media is a great way of sort of for exposure and also learning from others as well. So what a, it's quite powerful in that way. I'll never put a speaker in without a box <laughs> again in my life. I'll tell you one thing that we just worked on in our last uh, project was uh, the water dispenser. And that, yeah, that, there a lot you go. of it was you. So for everyone watching, it is uh, something that I think is going to take the... Um, it's going to be a feature much like the dishwasher was 20 years ago when, you know, it seldomly was seen in a house. I think these new water dispensers are so important. And so uh, if you remember the refrigerators or some, some people still have those refrigerators where the water dispenser is right in the front. Yep. Or you visit some people and they have those water coolers. Or maybe you have like this really wicked fridge and it's cladded with the same material as your kitchen. And so you have to open the door and you know, get water there or you're fighting with your wife because nobody's filling the pitcher with water. 
And so the huge solution behind that is exactly what they have at gyms. It's like this commercial water dispenser. The water comes out freezing cold. You don't need ice. No more fighting about who's not filling the pitcher. Uh, and so it's it's leveraging uh, experts like yourself and, yeah. and all the other trades. We're lucky to have people that share the same passion. And it shows in the product after. It's yeah. got all these neat features. It's kick-ass. Yeah. So we're go we're going to switch a little bit because um, there's also a couple women in his life that are behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> potentially three of them. Um, <laughs> I hope his mom's not too mad with that. But yeah. um, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Alex and, and the girls. Yeah, so Alex is my wife, and the I have two identical or identical twins. They're about uh, they're just over a year old. So I'm surrounded by women, which is every man's dream, but not not in this regard. It's, <laughs> it's surrounded by uh, yeah, screaming kids right now and, yeah. uh, and my wife. Uh, but my wife, I call uh, my secret weapon. Um, she's been, uh, you know, if you think about a business owner, you much look at this person and you're just like, wow, like you got balls, you're doing this yourself. And and she's been a, a very important role in giving me the courage and 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 being there. Uh, every step of the way. Uh, but how I met my wife is an interesting story. Uh, and so if we go back to me thinking that, uh, you know, home building was just something out of reach, um, it wasn't until I met my wife just in passing and she had mentioned her father was a home builder. He had 30 years experience. He had built many subdivisions uh, uh, and had a great product. And I said, introduce me to your father. I, I'd love to have him as a mentor and sort of show me the ropes. Uh, and during that process of, you know, visiting over the weekend and, you know, talking to her father, uh, you know, over a, a plate of pasta and some wine, it, that's how our relationship was born. So he is my father-in-law now and he works with us and it's, yeah, it's, and we have this really tight knit family sort of run business that, uh, is, is something really unique and it's, it's something I'm very lucky to be able to work, uh, uh, in every day. Yeah. 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 It's really nice. And, and, and let's talk a little bit about the, the parenting side. Like we, you know, a lot of people on the show that listen and tune in, it's like, how the hell does these people run these lives? And, you know, me being a, you know, single guy talking, no kids. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine having kids. And, you know, when I talked to Brent about it, I was like, how is it? He goes, I wish I didn't listen to anybody. He's like, cause it's easy. Yeah. He goes, you know, it's beautiful. I take him around, you know, I come home. There's so much love. How do you manage a new business or newish business exploding on the on the growth side? You got a family that's growing. You're moving houses. What is your What does your typical day look like, and how do you manage it, and how do you stay so calm and and also in growth mode instead of like you know what I'm good. I'm gonna wait a little bit, take it easy. Yeah. So for, I think for any entrepreneur, I think balance is 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 really is something that you're constantly trying to refine and make sure that it's there. Uh, but because the days are so different every day, um, I have to take that time to sort of gather my thoughts in the morning. So what I do is I wake up a little bit earlier. Uh, I have my morning coffee and I write down that on that book that uh, that you got me, Dan, Get yeah. Shit Done book. And there basically it's a simple book. It's it, and surprisingly, it's not using technology. It's pen and paper. And you just write down the goals for the day, the items that you want to tackle. And you just sort of uh, uh, brainstorm how you want that to happen and how you schedule that in. Uh, and then of course, when the girls wake up, we have about, you know, half an hour, uh, I, I get on with my day. 
Uh, and again, the days uh, are typically, yeah, they're jam packed. We try and be as efficient as possible. So we squeeze every day for what it has. But the rule is when I come back home from work and we have dinner, from dinner till the time the girls go to bed, that is being present in the moment with the family. And as soon as the girls go to bed, that's when we go back to work, right? So it's important to uh, allot that time uh, um, uh, for your family and be present in that moment. It's super important. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it is, it is a little bit of a balance cause it does get crazy. And, and my wife knows me well, and she's like, you know, you're, you're thinking about work. You're not right here. So, <laughs> so it is something that, uh, it, it's difficult, but it's any entrepreneur will, will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, Elon Musk said if, you know, he was asked what, to, what would be a good piece of advice to give a, a, a new entrepreneur. If you need a piece of advice, you're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but on the uh, other point that you were making with the kids, and I just want to go out and say it, I was so frightened in having kids and again, having twins. Uh, you know, I think you always hear about the bad stories. Uh, uh, and this is in business too. You hear about everyone is always, you know, uh, more, more, they, they, they tend to share like the horror stories, like, you know, uh, I had to, whatever it is. Uh, so going in, I had such a, I was so scared, but it is the best thing in the world. Yeah. As long as you're organized and you have that balance there, kids are, 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 are the best thing in the world. It's so amazing. Dan, get ready. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah. Um, so where does, uh, where do you see your business going in the future? I know for a while there you were building just for like your own homes and now you're building for clients. Where do you see your business in the next couple of years and how do you, how do you think it's the industry is going to develop with that? Yeah. So right now we're like very custom where our attention's on the detail, uh, uh, of the home and the design. Uh, and, and we are almost like a boutique style builder. So we only take on a, a few at a time is because we want to sort of devote that attention to detail and we're involved from the onset, excuse me, sometimes even at finding uh, a parcel of land for the client all the way through to, to handing over the keys. So wow. yeah, we manage like everything from the survey gets done, the architecturals, uh, all the 3d designs, interior design, everything is done in house. And if it can't be done in house, we're lucky to leverage like a family, a network of people that share the same sort of passion uh, and drive uh, that we do. But going forward now, uh, so a lot of our homes were spec. And for those that, uh, of you that don't know, spec means uh, we as a business purchase the land and we build the house, we design it, and then we sell it. Uh, but now we're working with a lot more clients. So it's clients that already own a piece of uh, property or are looking to purchase a piece of property to build their custom home. But what I foresee happening is the more and more that we grow, we're looking for um, uh, property to develop. So uh, more land development, severing, uh, you know, doing um, almost like mini subdivisions that also have that sort of bespoke look and feel, that design. That's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> talk, about, talk about growth in a short amount of time, but... Uh, yeah, like I mean, one of the first projects we were able to uh, to work on with you guys, you won a, a massive award um, <laughs> for the uh, the Builders Association. Tell us a little bit about that and the risks involved and it, the size of the house, just to put some scale and context into 
um, you know, what kind of homes. And I'm sure anybody that's listening is going to go right to your page after, you know, like and follow all this stuff, of course, people. Um, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, I know you don't boast too much, but I think this is one to boast about. Yeah, it's, it's hard. So, so that award was at the provincial level. So that's the Ontario Home Builders uh, Association. And I was just blown away to be even nominated at that level, um, especially like where we're uh, building. There is so many talented people. Um, but to win the award was like, I'm, I just, yeah, I just, I, I could not believe it. Um, so, so that has been uh, uh, amazing, but it, I don't want people looking at me like it was me alone. Again, it, you know, uh, when we talk about my wife, she did a lot of the interior design, all the trades that had come in, sharing that same sort of passion, giving, you know, giving tips and two cents to make this thing as, as beautiful as possible. And the mentors that I had in my life, because, uh, you know, we didn't want to, I, like, I certainly couldn't have built a home at that scale just bearing that sort of pressure. I had people pushing me, believing in me and saying, you know, try and build a home at this level. And I assure you that, uh, you know, that it will work out and surely it did. So <laughs> it, it's, yeah. So it, 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 it you know, it, a lot of it has been driven by people just believing in me. And, and, uh, I think it's so important that when somebody has a little bit of a spark, you sort of you nourish that because, you know, what can come out of it is, is something it's, it's, it could be amazing. So, yeah and it so, was like just to give a little bit of context guys what is it 4500 square feet uh it's about uh 42 above ground it had a finished basement uh yeah it was a it it was a french chateau style uh had 11 foot ceilings throughout lots of lots of detail within the homes uh we put in a lot of goodies through uh through guest plumbing digital showers the, i remember uh, the door with, handle on the uh pantry <laughs> i couldn't get over it yes yeah, pocket doors were quiet closed uh oh, man. one of the shower had two rain heads yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh so we went a little crazy there but uh it, it uh it certainly put us on the map and and created some awareness and and uh and and we get asked about that home all the time. So it 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 was yeah it was fun doing it, uh, and, and I certainly if I had to go back I would I would do it again. What do they say? You got to risk it for the biscuit. You got to risk it for the biscuit. But yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it uh, it was it, it was easy and I had the the balls. It uh, it it was it was a little scary, but you yeah. certainly have to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> I guess if you want to say that. Yeah. Well, I think it, you know when you when you, we talk about fear, um, you know there's a, there's a big difference between fear and doubt. Um, and, and doubt is kind of unsurety where, where I think fear is, is normal when you're in a growth mode. I know for myself, and I, again, I can't speak for everybody, but you know, as we learn and develop and grow, it's like, you know, what are, what are these feelings? And I think when you can kind of start to identify fear as a challenge instead of as a hurdle, mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, wow, this is scaring me. It's like, okay, this is a good thing. Cause last time it scared me, I overcame it. And I always ask myself, when was the last time I didn't overcome something? Right. I'm still here. I'm yeah. still alive. I'm still in business. <laughs> I was over. I was able to overcome everything else I did. Yeah. So why don't we just look at fear as a, as a good thing? And when we can identify that, is when we know we're getting, we're growing, and we're learning, and we're getting that next level. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you I, know, I remember you were talking about like, taking on clients. Yeah. So I was, was going to mention that, and uh, you know, fear I've learned is an important thing, and it's something that you should uh, you should welcome because fear is exactly that. It pushes you to the next level. 
And quite often when I'm having, a, uh, you know, some harsh going through some tough times and there are problems, I'm reminding myself there are problems and there is fear because this is something that's difficult to do. That, that is why you're adding value into what you do. If it was easy, then we don't need you or I to do any of it. Yeah. And so it's very important that way. And then again, going back to my upbringing, having parents, my parents work as hard as they did, didn't have that opportunity. Now I'm already you know, here and have had that support. It, 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 I almost owe it to my family to, to try and take it to the next level. Right. And so fear is just going to be a result of that. And you just, you have to welcome it. Welcome fear. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, one of the things, so kind of getting to the end of the show guys, and it's just getting to know Brent is just one. I mean, I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years and it's been, it's been awesome also to to watch him grow and learn, but what would you give, what kind of advice would you give to to that new entrepreneur that's trying something for the first time or getting into building or renovations or construction, what would you tell your, your past self? What would you tell your younger self? So if I, so if I were to tell my younger self, uh, it would be mentor. I would, it would be find a mentor, uh, uh, that you, uh, look up to or that you're really, um, I guess just, in awe of, 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 of what they're doing and how they've done it. Uh, and quite often what you'll find uh, is that people that have seen success uh, want to share. Uh, and I've learned that a little bit later in life, the trick is listen to these mentors. And if they give you a little tidbit of information or some homework to do, do it. And the fact that when you have a mentor, what you'll find is that most mentors do share but many of them share information, but nobody really does anything with that information. Or if they're given that little homework piece, it, it doesn't get done. And so right, right away, they know like there's, there's just no drive there. And so what I would say is find a mentor, listen, because they're the, they're the ones that are not only going to um, help you sort of get your mind right and push you in the right direction. They're going to get you to think bigger. And that's something that maybe I was missing was just, you know, when we talk about being a builder and it was just so out of reach, it took a mentor to say, no, you can do this. You, you can do this. Just try, like, try one house. Let's try another house. And so, and then you build that confidence, but it really takes somebody to believe in you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And so I, I, I would drive home mentor, uh, and I would tell myself that, and, and if there was a second piece, it would just be hard work. There is no substitution for hard work. You put in the time, and 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 it will come, for sure. That's fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and uh, it's funny because as I do more podcasts, I get become I become a better listener, and and I'm uh, if anybody knows me, I do like to talk, um, but I've, but I've learned to I've learned to listen. And, you know, as you were saying it, I kept thinking, and then this, and then that. And I think that's one of the big takeaways. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is the reason we put the podcast on is a lot of bridging the gap and bridging the gap between, you know, thinking about it and action. And I find a lot of mentors, including myself, when, when I'm either giving some advice or taking advice, it's that homework piece. A lot of mentors will, the information's out there. We all know that. You could learn how to build a house online if you really wanted to. But that mentor that's going to give you the individual advice and that support, 
I find they just want to make sure that you're willing to do the work too, because they're willing. I mean, how much effort has your mentor put into you? Oh, tons. Tons. We've had dinners and like so much, Uh, like not just in the business direction from their experience, but mindset is so huge. If you believe something that you can do something, it, it opens a world of possibilities. Exactly. Like I did not think, like I still, it's fascinating to me that I'm able to build homes because it was just, it was all, all it was, was a dream. Like just something just really far-fetched. So I I really do think anything's possible. You need someone to just get you thinking that that, that is a real thing. And, and, and you're going forward and mentoring the next generation. The biggest reward to any mentor is seeing results from that action, right? Seeing results from those dinners and that time and those phone calls and the text messages or or whatever it is that ends up sometimes it's memes, right? We all know we love memes, but like seeing the result from someone taking your advice and utilizing it because of your experiences makes it all worth it. And that's why we talk about, you know, um, you know, giving and instead of taking, it's not a give and take all the time. Right. And especially anybody that's been out there and looking for some inventor advice, when they give you advice, take action. That's if right. you don't know how, ask another question, get a little deeper, but um, I know a lot of people are probably going to be reaching out to you now and getting, trying to get your advice. And I, think, I think that's a big thing, guys. He's got a lot of time for you, but you have to, you have to put in the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, there's a lot of people that ask me questions about like why uh, things are you know, uh, constructed the way they are, why we're using uh, you know, this new material or product. Uh, you know, we always are really, you know, we answer, we, we try and tell people anything. What is the colors that we're using on our walls? We try and share as much as possible is because, you know, others have done that to us and everybody is benefiting. We're making beautiful uh, areas. uh, We're revitalizing streets. Uh, It's, 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 it's something amazing really that uh, that's happening. We're going to finish the podcast guys. We want to ask ourselves all these every time. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Brent. And we want to ask ourselves, why not me? Why not now? So if you're thinking about that next step, if you want to take that journey into entrepreneurship, ask yourself that question. Why not me? Why not now? And, and how are we going to make the change? Uh, if you have an opportunity, guys, we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, if you can, or iTunes. If you can like, share, and comment, um, feedback is always appreciated. We got guys like Brent on here. It's a, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you on. Thanks for so having thanks me. Thanks for so much. It's an honor for being on here. I was very excited, Dan, and what you're doing is amazing. Keep going. Uh, it's 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 amazing to see what you've you've done, and I thank you for all the help that you've given us uh, over the years. It's my pleasure, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah.